Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I want to thank every one of you for your listening support um, all of these years and your ongoing support. We're thrilled to be announcing Dr. Pat's Green Christmas Challenge, and you're going to hear lots more about that. You know, many of you that have listened to me over the years, you've heard me talk about aging, and you've actually heard me uh, talk about uh, what it's like to turn 50 and start to turn the clock back. Well, I didn't just make that up. There's someone that absolutely knows a lot about what that means and someone who has been part of the, uh, what do I want to call, part of the, the activity to help us understand about aging, what it is and what it's not. And I'm talking about Chris Crowley, who's joining me here today. And Younger Next Year is what we're talking about. Chris, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Good morning. Pleasure to be here. Now, listen, when you sat down and said, I'm going to be doing this book about Younger Next Year, what was in the back of your mind? Oh, boy. Uh, I had bumped into some guy out in Colorado where I then lived who said you could flatten out the curve of aging. You know, ordinarily there's a steady downturn from 50 every year, a little slower, fatter, more pain racked, all that nasty stuff. He said you could flatten out that curve and be about the same woman or man you were at 50 till you're 80 and beyond. I thought that sounded pretty good. Anyhow, I got into it and I found this terrific, very smart New York doctor, Harry Lodge. He's the brains of the outfit, and he knew all about that, and we got together and went to work on the book. And so, you know, so, so when I've talked to my listeners about uh, turning the clock back, right. um, this is something that uh, you have found is not only uh, uh, critical to do, but is absolutely important for us to do for, you know, in order for us to stay vitalistic throughout the, our aging years. Simple truth. It really is such a big deal. You know, there are a couple of numbers that I like to toss around. They sound like lunatic numbers, but they're absolutely true. One, 70% of aging is voluntary and you don't have to do it. It's not biologically mandated. Uh, Big, big deal. And the other one, 50% of all the serious illness and accidents that you have from 50 to the day you die, you can skip completely. Those are wild claims, but if you do some stuff, you can make them true for yourself. They're really, really, it's it's, it's well within the range of possibility. So we're talking about uh, younger next year and younger next year for women. Right. Um, What's the difference between between the two books. Well, it's interesting. We wrote the Young Next Year from the Young Next Year book first, which was yes. men because of our, my voice and whatnot. Uh, then we thought, hey, it ought to be one of these for women. And first, we were just going to turn him to change him to her and all that kind of stuff. And then we read it; it looked stupid. We couldn't figure out why. <laughs> I just plain stopped dead when I spent a lot of time with women in their fifties and sixties. And it's interesting. Women and men age the same way. They resist aging the same way, but they come at it with such a different attitude that it's almost entirely different. You really have to think differently about it. They're much less scared. They're more optimistic. They're better at aging for a bunch of reasons. Uh, you know, and I think many of the women listening to this show would give you a aha and uh, you know, yeah. a yay on that yeah. in a lot of different ways. 
Yep, it's interesting. One thing that I was struck by, I had no idea this until I started working in the book, an awful lot of women in their 50s and I guess 60s feel a surge of independence and optimism and uh, energy, which uh, men don't share. It's as if, you know, they're taking care of old Fred for all these years and the kids and yada yada, and now all of a sudden there's a free period that they say, hey, it's my turn, how about some stuff from me? And there's this big surge of energy, a very attractive phenomenon, and men don't share that. And this is something that I, I will certainly attest to. It is really a, a certain rebirth out of you feel sense. It? You know? Did you feel that? Yeah, absolutely. There's no question about it. Um, I mean, the work that I'm doing now uh, popped in around that time. I mean, it, you know, my, my whole life actually changed in, in a different way. Uh, and numbers of women have a real surge in their 50s. It's a very interesting phenomenon. And, and, you know, if people have asked me what that's been about. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be in Arizona um, this week talking a little bit about it. And I, from what you have sensed, what is it that you women are saying about this surge that happens? You know, and, and I don't know if it's 50 or it's close to 50. The people I've talked to say, you know, there's a little it goes, on, it goes on for a while, too. It goes on in your 60s. I don't, I don't know how long it lasts, but it's a major, uh, it's a tide. It's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not a momentary wave. Uh, what they say, they feel, depends how you want to put it, but there's a little touch of selfishness to it. You know, they've been so selfless for taking care of the kids and whatnot. All of a sudden, they well, listen, what about me? Uh, one of the interesting things is a tremendous number of divorces of, of people over 50, over 60, and two-thirds of them are initiated by women. Very interesting phenomenon. And so they think, hey, uh, that guy's leaking testosterone all over the boat. I'm going to just push him over the side. Uh, not necessarily a great idea, but it's, it's an indication of what's going on. And this is really not something we're making up. This is a story that I hear from women all across the the globe about a a new birth, a new way of being, a new sense of feeling. But when we look at this idea of Younger Next Year and the Younger Next Year program, um, one would ask, okay, what what is the foundation of this built upon? Well, it's interesting. You know, what the basic notion is there's some wonderful science in this book. It's all of it very science-based. There's no exaggeration, no baloney, no tricks or pills. Uh, it all has to do with how your body works and a lot of the stuff in it. And this is all from Harry, not from me. He's the doc. He's the brains of the outfit. Uh, he's, he's a polymath and reads all kinds of weird stuff. Uh, it's about how your body works. You know, there is this amazing signaling system inside your body. And uh, when you're young, it sends constant growth signals all the time. When you reach 35 or 45, the switch is over and the default is to slow down or decay. But you can overcome that uh, default to decay signal by sending different signals. The master signal for growth and youth, unfortunately, is, is exercise, movement, doing stuff. Lord knows why, we can speculate, but the master signal for growth is activity. And that is something that benefits us in a lot of different ways. I mean, you know, we're not just talking about, okay, that's the master signal. It is really essential that many, many people, women, men alike, but mostly women who have never gotten on an exercise machine, who have never gone to the gym, who have never had a trainer, are now really looking towards that and are saying, I'm worth it, I deserve it, I'm doing it. It's such a good idea. It really is. I mean, it sounds, to people who haven't done it, it sounds nutty. You know, we're telling people they ought to exercise hard six days a week. They go, oh, gee whiz, I'm no athlete. I don't want to do that. Uh-huh. That has nothing to do with being an athlete. It's a question of sending growth signals to your cells and your muscles and your bones and your wiring system. 
mean, you know, when we looked at this, I mean, you know, Chris, this has had to be an incredible journey for you. Oh, boy. Personally, taking this message out there. That's fun. It's First of all, I took, a, took it to myself. You know, I was yeah. a weekend athlete, and I did some stuff and whatnot. I was not an athlete. I did stuff, you know, a couple of days a week. And I switched over to the six days a week. It is a huge difference. I mean, it sounds like too big a commitment, but it's not. It's a small price to pay. Remember those numbers up front. 70% of aging is voluntary. You don't have to go there. You know, 5% of your waking time to, to achieve that result? Come on. It's the deal of, the, a deal of a lifetime, as they say. Big, big stuff. So it's, it's truly worth it. It is revolutionary how you feel. The quality of life in America, let me just go on for a second here. You know, A, we live forever because medicine is so darn good, but the quality of life is not so hot. We're fat. We're, you know, in pain. We're grumpy. All this stuff. It doesn't have to be that way. You can be about the same woman or man you were at 50 until you're 80 and beyond. No kidding. And that is really a myth we've bought into in a lot of different ways. How, how do you believe, Chris, how do you, how do you believe the media either feeds the notion of younger next year or is counter to that? I don't know. I guess you'd have to say the media plus advertising uh-huh. or if they're selling you this, all this wretched food that we all gulp down, and that's horrible for you. You know, we're all eating corn syrup with both hands in various forms. That's a crummy idea. Uh, and the media oddly is indifferent to this. You know, this is this, you know, people already stop each other on the street to talk about this. It is such a huge deal. It is so important, and yet there's little talk about it. I don't understand it. This works better than any pill you can take, any, uh, you know, any regimen. It just plain works, and yet people aren't screaming about it. I don't, I, I, it makes me nuts. Well, you know, part of this is, as you said earlier, it's where, you know, we get to this place now where we're wrapping our mind around this. And yeah, for a lot of people... It's taking a while, man. It's taking it, a while. I know. It's not a new paradigm for some people, but for most people it is. Yeah. And, you know, the rewiring of our old stories, as you said before, is incredibly important. Yeah. Um, you know, when you got to connected with Dr. Harry Lodge, who is also the co-author, um, this must have been, uh, you know, a marriage between you two that was made in heaven, so to speak. Oh, such luck. You know, most, first of all, we became close pals. He and I were just doctor and patient when we started all this. Uh, and most co-authors have to be in separate rooms. They fight like cats and dogs. We've become close pals. We talk most days, see each other every week, yada, yada. But anyhow, it was such fun because basically I'm a lawyer and a, and a persuader and Harry's a scientist. And it was a marriage made in heaven. We have had, I have learned, you know, everything in the book comes from Harry. But, you know, I'm the megaphone. I can sing the song a little bit. Uh, and we've had a lot of fun together. And it is a fun idea and a fun book and a fun way to look at this. What do you think are some of the most difficult things for people to adjust to with this notion of younger next year? The hardest thing is exercise. I mean, most of us in this country, we don't, we don't exercise. I mean, my golly, some people do, but most people don't. And when I look somebody in the eye and say, listen, you've got to change your life, go exercise six days a week, they looked at you as if you just turned blue. I mean, it's uh-huh. a hard notion to get that notion across. The basic nice thing about the book is it explains what physical movement does inside your body, you know, and what idleness does. It isn't a question of doing something new. You're doing something all the time. If you're idle, you're sending strong signals to decay. If you move, you're sending strong signals to grow. So you're sending signals no matter what. It's just a question of what kind of signal you're going to send. Trying to sell that idea is my big job in life. And, and this is not really a joke for uh, for the conversation here. We're not joking about the fact that we're talking about moving six days oh, a week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you there know... 
you know, people are in this place of it's really difficult even to get started. How did you kick start? How did you get started? Well, I'm a bit of a lunatic anyhow, and that's a help. Uh, you know, I, just, I just jumped in over my head. I went, you know, I talked to Harry, he's very persuasive, and uh, he said six days a week, so I took a deep breath and I started going to spin class. You know what spin class Yes, I do. That's a, they, for those of you that are listening, that's a very fast bicycling. Yeah, I mean, a room full of people on stationary bikes with a leader who's yelling at you and carrying on. It's quite a vigorous exercise. And usually right. to the music of your choice. Music of some teenager's choice, yes. Walking yes. room and yelling at you, which I can't hear because I'm old, you know. <laughs> feel like an idiot. You're the old fat guy in this room full of 30-year-olds. Anyhow, it's great exercise. I kind of, you know, I almost killed myself the first time, which is not the way to do it. And I just jumped in and got there. Uh, and Harry, I was somehow persuaded, of course, we were doing the book that made it a little easier. But the change, you feel it so darn fast in a couple of weeks. It's just, you know, the first time I did the spin class, I damn near died. I thought I was going to, and now I do it. I don't notice it. You, just, you can build your aerobic base. Your, your body is not like a car. It doesn't slowly wear down. It's a living organism, and the way you keep it alive is by movement. And that's what we're doing on this show, folks. We're going to take a short break when we come back. We'll be back with Chris Crowley. We're going to be talking again about Younger Next Year, and that's the book. I want to send you to the website, YoungerNextYear.com. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Chris about, you know, some of the challenges that he's had to overcome, but more importantly, are we talking diet? What are we talking about? Do you actually believe that after this break, you can talk to yourself about being younger and believe it? Yeah, we do. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. If you want to find out more about us, uh, check it out. Go to the website, www.thedrpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com. Sign up for our newsletter. We are going to be offering a number of different ways for you to win um, a, a infrared sauna for the holiday season and much more. We've got lots going on. Today, I want to invite you to this conversation with a co-author, Chris Crowley, and uh, co-author along with Dr. Henry Lodge of Younger Next Year and Younger Younger Next Year for Women. And this is a book that is flipping this life uh, paradigm around about I've got to get older, I'm going to start to break down, I'm going to have to make adjustments in my life, and all of that stuff, as we talk about on this show, all of the crust that shows up and isn't really true. So, Chris, again, thank you for joining us this year uh, and talking about something so important that... Many people have to get this message, don't they? I think so. I think the way we age now is just plain nuts. We've got this picture in our heads, as you say, that of the steady decline every year, fatter, more you know, pain racked and stuff. And it doesn't have to be that way. It's just plain gaga. Do a few <laughs> things, and you can be the same woman or man you were at 50 for a long, long time. In fact, you can be a good deal younger in most cases. Well, you know, and, and that's what we want to talk about. I mean, isn't it uh, the, the very, very powerful in a lot of ways to know that we have everything right here, standing here today. We have everything we need to really not only shift the way that we think about our lives, but actually the way that we're going to lift up. You really can. It's very interesting. 
one of the things that people have learned in the last decade, really, is that we have extraordinary control over aging. You really do. How you, you know, pills are wonderful, doctors are amazing, you make us live forever, but the, the quality of your life is largely regulated by lifestyle stuff. Do some of this exercise, which sounds so uncongenial to a lot of us. Do it the way we're saying. Make it a major job in your life. You can fundamentally turn your life around, and you don't have to have that long, slippery slope, which is so grim. You know, you don't have to age the way your mom and pop did and the way your mentor did. You can take those pictures right off the screen and be your own person in a very, very different much better way. Well, you come up with some rules in the book, and one of them we've yep. talked about, which is exercise six days a week for the rest right. of your life. Yep. Um, one of the other rules that I love, and I yep. talk about is rule number five. Quit eating crap. Quit eating crap, man, exactly. We tell people that, you know, don't go on a diet. Ninety-five percent of people who diet fail at it, and it'll just break your heart. But uh, do the exercise. Never mind whether you're hideously overweight. Start with the exercise. Then make a little list of the crap in your life, which, you know, you can do it in three minutes, I guarantee you. And try to quit eating that stuff and try to quit, quit eating so much of it. We don't promote this as a diet book. We really don't. But, I, you know, we get thousands of emails and letters from people saying, oh, man, it's turned my life around, changed everything, I feel so much better. Oh, and by the way, I lost 40 pounds. By the way, I lost 37 pounds. It happens all the time. The key is exercise. Step two, quit eating crap. And that is really something that not only are we going to talk about here, but in the next half hour and segment, we're going to continue to talk with, with Carolyn DuPont because it's such an important conversation. Now, do we even yeah. know, Chris, do we even know what crap is, so oh, to speak? Oh, sure. I mean, you know, the rules, the way diet, the diet world has gone is so goofy. You know, the whole, you know, the, the food pyramid has gone upside down the last 15 years. People have changed their views entirely. But it's reasonably clear that trans fats are just dreadful for you. It's reasonably clear that the white stuff you have to lighten way up on. You ought never to drink sugar drinks or actually corn syrup drinks uh, ever again. Uh, you ought to stay away from white stuff, the white sugar, the white flour, the white rice stuff that I love, white bread, which I adore. Uh, you ought to cut way back on those things. Balance well, meals, lighter, lighter servings. If, if people were just to stop for a minute and think about, and, my, and believe me, my naturopath said this to me one day. She said, okay, I want you to stop eating everything white. Not a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, she said, I'm going to make it really simple for you. Yeah. Stop see, eating see. just every, anything that's white, stop eating it. Yeah, and I quit, didn't realize quit how much. you'll be there. What? Then quit drinking and you'll be your home. Quit drinking. Right. <laughs> that's right. I mean, how much of, you know, the habits that we bring forward, how difficult for you personally was this? And did you, I mean, you know, why was it, Chris, all of a sudden you decided this is something I've got to do for myself? Well, you know, I got involved with this thing with Harry, which made it so much easier, so much more fun to do this with somebody, which, by the way, is a good point. If you can exercise with somebody else, either in a class or with your spouse or your pal, whatever, if you can make decisions about eating together, big deal. Also, if you can get away from, obesity is contagious. If you can get away from people who are throwing down mountains of French fries every night, you've got a better chance. That's pretty hard to do. But seriously, we were in Paris last week uh, just for, to see my son, and we ate very luxuriously, but we didn't get a gain of pound because they just don't eat the same way. Their servings are so much smaller and there's so much so many fewer white foods on your plate. Very interesting. And and you know, this is one of the one of the other myths that we're actually moving beyond, Chris, isn't it? I mean, we're moving beyond the idea that 
when we change the way we eat, it has to be suffering, sacrifice, and bad food. No, no, it's not true. You know, you can eat, you eat just fine. You eat great stuff. You eat the great meals in Paris, for example, without turning into a little piggy. Uh, what you can't do is eat the massive portions that they're funneling into your mouth at, at the fast food places. Those places are, they're feedlots for people, and they're killing us. They really are. Sorry to say it, because, you know, it's great fun and whatnot, but it's terrible for you. It's nuts. It is really a decision that we all have to make, isn't it, Chris? I mean, yeah. this, nobody you know, can do this for us. The exercise, starting with the exercise is the great thing. It helps you to do everything else. You know, it makes you feel better. You do those weights and whatnot. Your tummy doesn't look quite so ridiculous, and you just don't want to, don't want to eat quite as much garbage. Uh, and you start to lose some weight, and that keeps your spirits up. If you do a combination of eating less crap and serious exercise, then it's not just a seesaw thing where your weight goes down this month and up the next. Uh, it'll stay that way. Big, big help. So, you know, as we look at the two, the books that you've written, there, there are certainly other things that folks can look at right. on the website. I think um, it's really important for us to, to have folks uh, check it out, um, youngernextyear.com. That's the website. Yeah. Um, there are blogs on here. There's um, information on here about the program. For people to record their own exercise and weight efforts. You know, it's a, it's a you know, it's a place that you can sign up and change your life. Is there uh, is there something we say to those people that can think of and you know you know who you are. I don't have to point this out to you, but who can come up with a gazillion reasons about why. Oh, sure. I don't have any time. i got to take care of the kids. i got a job, yada, yada, yada. Listen, all of that. All of that stuff. Here's the answer to that. It's your job. Make it your job. We said in the guy's book, hey, be a guy, suck it up, do your job. Same thing for women. Do your job. This is the second most important thing you do. I mean, you got your job, you got your family, and you got this. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to the family. It is. Not, it's, this isn't fun. This isn't just, uh, you know, uh, play. It's that, too, if you're lucky, but it's a job. Make it your job. Pick a time, do it. Try and do it with other people because it makes it easier, but pick a time and just plain do it. Well, this is your life. It is your life, man. It could be a heck of a lot better. I mean, it's, it's the difference between, you know, a, a fit life after 50 and the normal American life is night and day. The absence of pain, the absence of feeling like a dope, uh, it's huge. Huge. It's just so important. Makes me gaga, as I say. And, you know, I want to just say to everyone, we're using the number 50, but i got to tell you, it's, uh, sometimes it's earlier for some people. Yep. And sometimes it's later for other people. But the point is, you know, Chris, isn't the point just to pay attention to when it is so that you don't fall into it? Oh, yeah. Do it today. Do a jump aboard. All right. Uh, the book is Younger Next Year and Younger Next Year for Women by Chris Crowley and, and Dr. Henry Lodge. Um, and this, when Dr. Lodge tells his folks to get out there and exercise six days a week, uh, do, they, do they come back for a second visit? <laughs> very <laughs> successful. And people, it's interesting, people read this book three, four, seven times because they come back to it to get motivated. It's, uh, we've had some, an awful lot of success stories. We're changing people's lives one at a time. And, you know, we think about it. When I was a kid, everybody smoked two packs of cigarettes a day. Oh, I know. Fundamental change in this country. Fundamental change. It's possible to make this fundamental change, too. It sounds gaga, but it's not. You can really do it. And do it one at a time because it'll change your life in a hugely important and pleasing way.
Is there is are there any hints you could give for people that are listening to show that say that are saying to themselves right now, I want to do it, but wow, how do I even get started? Six, six well, days a week seems so. One thing I tell them is it's such a good idea to go join a gym. I mean, it's yeah. hard if you're old and fat and you feel like the wrong guy or the wrong woman. Well, mm-hmm. never mind that. Go join a gym anyhow. Uh, get a trainer to help you get started. Uh, go to a class. Go to a spinning class. Go to a dance class. You know, get involved with other people doing it. But Whatever you do, just so you make a fundamental commitment. Tell yourself it's one of the most important things in your life, which it surely is. Really. Thank you, Chris. Thank you so okay. much for joining us today. Chris Crowley, YoungerNextYear.com is the website. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation, Enlightened Eating with Carolyn DuPont. We'll be right back. Thanks. 